Hey, Brad. Hello, Jack. How's it going? Besides having your mom look at my twisted tongue or tongue-tied, I'm good. Yeah, but there was a third adult there, so nothing un... un what was the word? Torrid? Yeah, but it wasn't have totally to weird up. having your mother ask me to continually stick my tongue out. And we're back. All right. Wow. That was... Um, I, did she use the forceps that I gave her? <laughs> she just had me go la, 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 like over and over again and just stared at my tongue. It was totally awesome. I'm I'm more uncomfortable than you are at this point. But <laughs> That is hey, the point. This is this might be the first pod where we're both having a glass of wine. So Hey-o. let's cheers to that. Is um, this a recession special or is this what? No, no. Is? This is my new favorite bottle under $20. It is Layer Cake Cab. The primary reason is that it doesn't taste like shit, but really it has a screw top. So I have to put in minimal effort to get to the juice, as they say in the perfume Do you know why screw tops are so popular? Uh, Is this a dad joke? Or is it something else? It's because... No, it's it's (laughs) it's not a joke at all. It's just I learned apparently there is a pretty big shortage of corks. So a lot of, they, I don't know if they've gotten so expensive or just hard to get supply, but essentially uh, that's why there's so many screw tops. That's so. a great fun fact, and I'm sure our listeners are on the edges of their seat for I'm that I'm going to go off myself. All right. So with that being said, what are we talking about this week? Uh, I think, well, since think, we... Oh, by the way, I think the microphone caught that heavy gulp. Mm, lovely. Well, since we last spoke, I guess... Slop still hasn't gotten our third episode up yet, so thanks, Slop. We recorded that um, just for the the listener to understand in uh, January twenty two. It, it's been that think, long. Like, I mean, he's only been working pro bono for about two years now. Like, you would think he would be more dedicated to this. Yeah, instead, um, he just wants to sax himself up constantly. Oh, gross, sloppy sax. Mm. Slop, play us a solo, okay? Yeah, we want to hear a little riff. Just go off. We'll wait. <laughs> Oh, that was that was what I expected. So who's better, Kenny G or Slop? Uh, Kenny G plays the clarinet asshole. We should set up a listeners poll based on his solo. But anyway. we will. We'll put that up immediately because we'll get four responses. Well, I think we're up to thirty nine <laughs> listeners. So this is the build is really in the direction we want to go. What well, are we talking about right, today? Jesus. We last spoke, four banks, three banks, four banks collapsed. A bunch of banks collapsed. Uh, the market's been pretty soft. There's been continued softness in the high-end blue-chip modern stuff. So a couple examples was the... there was No, the, no, not examples no? yet. We haven't no? even gotten to okay. our theme music well, we're gonna yet. Talk what about are we that. talking about? We're going to talk about that, okay. a couple purchases. And I think you you have uh, a breaker culture and, and modern... I'm going to go off on a rant. I'm going to go off on a rant. A not little, Stephen A. You know Smith what grinds style. my gears? I uh, can't maybe wait. Peter Griffin. No, don't, don't... There's no precedent for what i'm going to do or how i'm going to do okay because it's going to be a failure that's it this is going to be short and sweet oh but the other thing is i do have a 2000 upper deck sp top prospects minor league baseball box that i am chasing a michael jordan bat relic that is actually autographed 45 of these in existence so i'm gonna and what are the odds of getting one in a box um one in shoot myself um but, oh, I'm sorry. Is it like, do, do you know, is it like one in 65,000? Oh after like, the theme music, Brad, 
I'm going to be opening that while we do this pod. So without further ado, Slop, hit that. Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys, One Card. Today features a live break of a box of 2,000 Upper Deck Top Prospect Minor League Baseball cards with the guys trying to beat the odds and hit a Michael Jordan bat relic auto. They continue the conversation of the economics of modern cards being broken, including controversial tactics employed by some of the hobby's top box breakers. But the star of this show are the smooth jazz stylings of yours truly. Two Guys, One Card! And we're back! Okay, so I uh, you wanted the odds on this, right? To hit the bat, the, the beautiful thing is, you know, they put the odds on the outside of these things. Um, to hit the bat card, it's one in 288, I assume, packs, as opposed to boxes. There is no way 288 No, 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 no. Here's, here's the trick, though. Only 45 of those. So there's hundreds of the bat relic is unnumbered. Okay. And there's probably a hundred, I don't know, let's say 300 of those bat relics. There's also for Griffey. But for some reason, they never mentioned it, but Jordan autographed 45 of the bat relic cards and they slipped those in. 45, of course, was his Birmingham Barons number mm. and um, and his comeback number with the Bulls in 19, who knows. But um, Didn't one of these sell recently and that was like the catalyst for this purchase? Yeah, I, I saw it. They talked about how it's one of his, his like hardest to find on-card autos. I guess he only does on Cardados. Does he do stickers? Anyway. I don't think so. Not I saw this on eBay and I was like, screw it. I'll just buy it now and see uh, what happens. The The reality is I'm probably going to get straight trash through the entire box. Oh, can't wait. But I'm going to start breaking that open. Uh, if you want to you know, give the listener a, a little insight into what has been going on in the market, Brad. Yeah. So while you're opening that, um, I think we've oh. seen continued softness. Listen to that. Cellophane. Even even for vintage, vintage Crispy. has been pretty soft. But I think on the, you know, we always like to dive into some of the high end blue chip modern, and I think it's been excruciating for some. Like, for example, there was a Patrick Mahomes. 2017 Panini Prism Gold Vinyl. This was a BGS 9.5. Now, this specific card has sold three times in the last two years. Sold in I, October. I did not buy them any of those three times. Just Th- Thankfully. Yeah. Just so it first sold enough. October. So first of all, this card was less than $1,000 before the pandemic. Okay. Mahomes goes out, wins a Super Bowl. October 25th, 2021, this card sold for... Three hundred ninety-nine thousand and change. I've opened the first pack, and all the they're cards all stuck together. Stuck together. Oh. I also have come to realize I can Yikes. quickly see if it's a relic card or not. Right? So, like, do I even care <laughs> do to even peel care? these <laughs> apart? I mean, let me just see it. Oh, a Michael Jordan minor memories. Right Whoa! All right, that's a fun yeah, that's... card to pull. I've seen these on. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think there's a lot of value here, but pulling a Michael Jordan right for the off first car, like that's first pretty card cool. On the back, all right. Now I'm going to start going through these cards. All right, well, you start going through that. I'll, I'll keep going through these Mahomes prices. So that same card sold nearly a year later, October 21st, 2022, 20, uh, and it sold for 138,000 roughly. Now, fast forward less than six months later. So this was March 17th. Same card sells for 
99,000. So where we and this were is you, after Mahomes won a god darn Super Bowl. The card went down from one thirty eight to ninety nine. All right. More importantly, let's let's edit this on the fly. I heard you say fast forward, and then you paused as if you would like slap to put in a little fast forward sound bite. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how committed he is when we listen to the the final pod. Get off but the yeah, sacks, slop. Stuff. Get off the sacks. So. Yeah, that that was I mean, the most disturbing part of that is this is a quarterback who He is, is in, a quarterback. He's still very young, has already won two Super Bowls, is clearly on a path where he could challenge some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And between the second and third purchase, which was less than six months, he won another Super Bowl, and it didn't even matter. The card was down another 30-plus percent. So, anyway, gross. Next, Anthony Davis, Gold Prism rookie card. Now, this is a PSA 10, 2012. This sold in peak mania, March 8th, 2021, for $181,200. So, okay, Brad? It sounded like the wine was kicking yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm getting, getting heartburn just reading these numbers. But, now, this is... Two years later, March 1st, 2023, you would expect this card would be down and probably down meaningfully, but it sold for $12,000. Like, I mean, that is just a catastrophic loss. So, yeah, high Wait, end. Was that the, is that Anthony Davis? That's Anthony Davis. I mean, there's no reason that card was a two hundred. No, no. Plus I card. mean, just absolute uh, insanity, just, but... Quick side note on uh, the packs I'm opening. I just opened one that has a Wes Anderson card, not the director. Oh, um, like that's neat. Prospect that played for the Kane County Cougars. Here, throw me one of those packs. I'll open one. No, too. no, no. Watch your thirst, buddy. Okay, fine. Here you go. All right. All right so keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, You're giving so, us great info. So again, like it's. Been, so what are you telling us? So what I'm telling you is, in this environment, I think it pays to. Remain very prudent. Don't go crazy. Like, I think you're going to see overall card prices continue to bleed lower. But if you love the hobby like like we do, you know, I'm still active, um, but I've been trying to stay disciplined. So I'll give you a couple examples. I got interested in the 1992 Top Stadium Club Beam Team members only cards recently. And there was a PSA 10 of Sean Kemp, which is very low pop, that went for auction at PWCC. There's actually, in, in terms of pop, there's fewer uh, PSA 10s than the amount of pops coming from Sean Kemp's uh, handgun. Yeah, I was going to come, come to that soon. <laughs> so that was, thankful I didn't buy that card. So what happened was the card went way, way, way over what I expected for uh, over $1,500. So ultimately, I didn't end up pulling the trigger on it. But what did I do instead? Instead of going for the PSA 10, I found a PSA 8 for $30. So again, it helped satiate my need to continue to collect, Support and participate, control. but doing so in hopefully a less reckless uh, way. And I, and I love that card. But I did buy a Michael Jordan PSA 10 I've members only shortly thereafter, which I just think is an absolutely stunning card. So yeah, wait, I've been wait, pretty the active. Jordan Beam Team. You the yeah, Jordan, Jordan Beam, Beam team. team members only for sure. 
Um, was there a non-members only meme? Team? By the way, I don't recognize a single player right. in this pack. Brad, tell me this. I'm going to read the description of this player, and you tell me who the player is. At 5'9 and 195 pounds, this gentleman resembles Kirby Puckett, but plays like Tony Gwynn. I mean, not a soft entrance into who he might be in the future. The lefty hitter makes contact and uses all the field while producing occasional power. That is the one and the only Roberto Vaz. Oh, I knew it was on the tip of your tongue. Roberto is, Vaz. I'm like, is Ichiro? He is a combination of Tony Gwynn yeah. and Kirby Puckett, and I'm not sure he even made uh, the big show. So, All right. Well, the only other thing I was going to say is I also purchased a 1993 Finest Refractor of Gary Payton PSA 10, which... Very, very low pop, but as a Gary Payton PC collector, I was proud to pick that one up too. So, you know, I've been busy. I got a couple boxes of the 92 Stadium Club Basketball Series 2 as well, just to chase some of those Beam Team cards. And again, it's fun to break. Um, haven't opened those boxes yet, but yeah, it's been it's been good. But like I said, I got a little distracted here with the kids coming in. But that's that's pretty much it on my side, Jack. Well, okay, so as I'm still working through these packs, what I've been watching, and, and I haven't been participating nearly as much as you in the market, no, don't reach for the box thinking that I'm just going to give this up because I'm talking. Oh, wait, hold on. Can I even look at the side of the packs to see for thickness of where this bat relic might be? All right, fine. You get half the box. I don't even need half the box. It was just, you know... Pack right. here or there. So what I've been watching recently is a lot of the drama. Uh, well, let's say obvious drama and maybe less obvious drama around breaking culture and kind of what's going on in the market right now. Because one, there's been a few instances of uh, dishonest breakers. Scumbags. Yep. Yeah, yeah. First class scumbags. But also it's really becoming interesting in terms of pricing for a number of reasons. One being a lack of supply or let's say new drops coming from Panini specifically, but also just a lack of star power out of these rookie classes. And and I think there's no better example than Prism Football. And I just find it a total joke that your, your three pillars of Prism Football in terms of big hits are Kenny Pickett. Slop, get the barf music going. Brock... Purdy, and whatever that guy's name is for... We got an autograph. Hold on. Pause for Matt, dramatic effect. Matt Riley, pitcher who I've never heard of. Let's Auto. see this beauty. Auto. On card. Mm. Oh, this is a... Oh, damn, it's, it's probably a nine because there's a little bit of smudge mm. on the bottom of his first letter. He looks like a stud. I wonder if it has anything to do with these cards just sticking together. All right, I'm going to look into Matt Riley. We'll come back to you. It seems that he's coming from Frederick Keys, which means absolutely nothing in terms of teams, but uh, nice to pull an auto. But uh, like I was saying, and, and whoever the quarterback of the Falcons is, Riddle, Riddler? Uh, Riddle, Redder, whatever, whatever. Is. He stinks. But I mean, like, you know, these quarterbacks are terrible. The fact that it's being carried by Purdy, which is also just a sinkhole for any sort of money, he thousands of dollars for not just to join the breaks, but for these boxes, it blows my mind. And and like, if this is the dud 
of a of a class that I might expect, then people are going to lose an entire year of of uh, value or potential. What? what By the way, I finally I was like, I have a player I recognize who I think was good or is, and just look at that corner, Aubrey Huff. I don't even know who Aubrey Huff. Brad, I I didn't even stop the pod for a Barry Zito. I'm sorry, but these are like don't stop the pod for an Aubrey Huff. Smashed in the corners. So so I think football right now is a joke, and that's the only thing that's really coming out. They just dropped Prism Soccer, which is also a joke. There's almost no. You keep handing me things, Paparel. Oh God, that guy was 45 in the minors. Let alone. By Sorry, the time I won't interrupt anymore. Big show. No, but I'm saying like I looked at pricing. A lot of the the Prism Soccer English Premier League is coming out, and the breakers are pricing it by the player, and everything's kind of in this like thirty to. Well, I think you noted it's like all Holland, right? Do- well, dominated. It's, it's really like, all uh, Manchester City if you want any value because. You know, um, Foden demands some value out there, but the breakers are pricing everything individual players 30 to I don't know 150 bucks. Uh, and then you have Holland who's at like 2,500 or up. So there's a huge amount of value being placed on whether or not you're going to get a Holland. And I've seen guys break open six cases and get four Holland autographs. That's like 72 boxes. And they got four Holland autographs that are maybe going to sell for like 1500. So it's a, it's, there's no way you can actually get anything good out of these, these breaks. Well, and it seems like the pricing for a lot of these new boxes has also been a bit egregious, right? Like it's absurd for what, for what they're delivering. Purchaser has been complaining about every new set and the pricing that's, that we've seen. I mean, there's no there there's no big hits in you know. There's a lot of boxes coming out that don't have big rookies that don't even have big potential, and here we are, you know, dropping money into it and hoping, hoping to hit you know that one lottery ticket. And I I think it's bordering on absurd. Um, not to mention, you know, we. There's one breaker named Retail Kings that said, if you uh, Google him, he infamously tried to hide the fact that he pulled it downtown and he wasn't going to give it to whoever owned that break. Uh, caused a bit of a uh, consternation in, in the hobby. But the reality, and I think maybe it was card porn, but um, they said, you know, you get somebody with a little bit of sleight of hand. Or, or a little bit of skill in terms of deception, they could be cleaning house on these breaks and nobody would be able to catch it, even especially over video. And especially when you look at Whatnot's platform where they can talk as a breaker, but all you can do is make comments in the comments section. So it, I don't know. I mean, I'm these, super these, sour on, on breaking right now. These super people sour. are so disgusting, by the way, that like, their goal is just to rip people off. Like, I mean, it's it's disgusting. But I, I also think, and, you know, it extends, in the, and I don't mean to make this a bigger conversation than it could be, because you could easily go nuts. Oh, there we got a Griffey. Favorite player, Ken Griffey Jr., a minor memories. So we got minor memory of, of Griffey and Jordan. I think those are, like, the two best, like, non-auto yeah, cards you can cool, get. Cool-looking cards. Other than that, no bat relic. But, you know, it, it goes back to the breakers who, like, when you pull a card, and, you know, they're usually breaking new stuff. 
and they start just putting arbitrary values on it. Oh, that's a $6,000 card. You put that on eBay, you'd be lucky to get $800. I mean, I saw a Brock Purdy black one-of-one Prism rookie card was, like, pulled, and someone estimated it was worth $75,000. And, like, I cannot think – like, don't get me wrong. I can think of plenty ways to light money on fire, but, like, that is – Pretty that, close to be, actually putting cash gonna, in a bonfire. That card is going to be worth $100 in about, you know, three months or a year, whenever. Sorry, in about a year. Yeah, yeah. You got to have him go through a second season because right. it's only going to go up in value until August. That's the craziest part. I mean, i.e. Trey Lance, everybody's waiting desperately for him to uh, make a reappearance on the practice field just so they can get a pop in they're absurdly overpriced. Dude, there is a Trey Lance Gold Prism rookie card that ends tonight at PWCC's weekly auction. That is almost ten thousand dollars right now. So again, like people have not given up. I mean, that guy is this generation's Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's <laughs> not gonna have. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. So that's my biggest bone right now to pick in terms of what I'm seeing. And then I just worry that with this pricing, with the lack of hits, with the softness in the economy, we could be kind of, the hobby could be, I'm not saying doing itself in, but really giving itself a hard go at it in terms of what we can attract for new collectors and you know where the value actually is. Uh, outside, of course, as you say, the the vintage world. But even vintage has been softened. You know, I love vintage. You know, vintage high end in particular. That's what I try to focus on. Even like you, you see the mid range, low end vintage is really started to get beat up. But even the high end stuff has slowed down too. So I've still always believed that the very high end will do well over long periods of time. But yeah, it's getting it's getting ugly out there. Not surprising. With that, was there anything else that we wanted to touch on this week? No, I think this one was going to be short and sweet. And then I know maybe in future weeks we might do a deep dive into uh, Fanatics. I just think, I mean, a lot of people are doing deep dives into what Fanatics will bring to the hobby. I think the reality is nobody knows. They're going to have a long list of wants and desires from this kind of, uh, let's say, engagement party. This long engagement they've had before they jump in and, and start taking over. Does that mean they'll do things right or they'll do things the way that the collectors want to see it? I don't know. But um, it's certainly going to be an injection of excitement and a lot of money in the beginning. What that brings, if anything, I think it's just going to be a wait and see game. I'll just have to keep looking at uh, a sports card investor Jeff. To, to know oh. the inside guy who's Jeff, got everybody's phone number. Jeff has been buying the dip for like two Oh, I got an auto. Who is it? Julio Ramirez. The wrong mm. Ramirez. The wrong Julio. Oh, that's too. a that's a very like oh, that's a nice auto. It's very centered. It's it's streamlined. I don't D- think. This can guy we talk did about it. how ugly these auto cards are? By the way, I mean like, they're just a blank card. Like, with yeah, an auto with on with it. like ten percent of the surface area is a picture of the player. Ninety percent is just blank white with an auto. Essentially, it's. Well, the the logo of the minor league team is watermarked on the back as just, you know, a little ode to, damn it, no, this is the last pack. No bat. No No bat. bat. I guess I'll have to buy 287 more (laughs) 
packs? You know someone's rifled through all these boxes and resealed them, right? No, man. That that cellophane <laughs> was so crispy. There's no way. I thought I worried about it, but there's no way. There's no way. I'm a big believer in the honesty in this ho- hobby. Sl- Slop, can you like hit us with another sax solo on the way out today? Yeah, let, let's. Um, I'd like something uh, D minor and a little upbeat. You know, click, 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 click. We're talking like 98 beats per minute. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Guys One Card. You can email the guys at Two Guys One Card Podcast at gmail.com. That's the number two and number one. Two Guys One Card Podcast at gmail.com. Follow the guys on Twitter at Two Guys One Card Pod or Brad at La Scoliosis. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy collecting. Two Guys One Card!